podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 19th episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and it's another week, which means another week of diving into everything Baldwin Bruins Athletics. It was region slash midterm week this past week in Baldwin, which means there was a lack of games. But despite that, both our boys and girls basketball teams were in action, which is what we will be covering on this episode. But in addition to that, we will have Maya Ross on the episode as our special guest interview of the week. She is not only a co-ed marksmanship athlete, but she is the only athlete in the school to be playing two sports at the same time for the school, of course. But nevertheless, let's dive into our recap of scores from this past week in Baldwin Bruins Athletics. After suffering two straight losses, the Bruins boys basketball team got back on track. Against Plainfield Bethpage, the Bruins took home the 45-34 win on varsity night. Isaiah Walker dropped 13 points, Kamani Jones dropped 11 points, and Lance Henry dropped 10 points. In the Thurgood Marshall game, two days later, the Bruins took home a 61-57 win. Lance Henry got back on track with 15 points, Kamani Jones had 11 points once again, and Jaden McKenzie had 11 points, which included 8 steals and a very strong individual defensive effort. Great job to the Bruins. Our Lady Bruins also went to work this past week by also facing Plainfield Bethpage on varsity night. They also took home a 48-28 win with Dana Elcock leading the way with 18 points and 4 steals. Elena Randolph had 9 points and 5 rebounds and Dally Moreno had 8 points and 6 blocks. On another note, congratulations to Elena Randolph on being selected by News 12 Long Island as a Scholar Athlete Scholarship recipient. She earned herself $1,000. Congratulations to not only one of my closest friends, but one of Baldwin's best athletes. But now we move to our weekly game analysis. Tyler, what game will you be breaking down for us this week? For this week's game analysis, I will be breaking down the 45-34 win the boys varsity basketball team had against Plainview Old Bethpage. This game was a complete struggle until around the fourth quarter if you were watching. The boys couldn't buy a bucket if they wanted to, they couldn't get anything to fall, and they couldn't even get a foul call when they drove into the paint. While watching this game and seeing the Bruins struggle to get an open shot, I realized that Jaden McKenzie, every time he came down the court and passed the ball around, he eventually got it to Isaiah Walker who was standing at the free throw line. And when Isaiah Walker had the ball, the left block and the backdoor cut was always an easy bucket. And the few times that they did pass the ball to the backdoor cut, which was Trayvon Blackett, I think that it worked a couple times, but Trayvon did fumble the ball. But if they put Jeff Doobie on that left block and put him in the post to abuse his size, they would have got a foul call or a bucket, and possibly even both. In the first three quarters, the live and die by the three method that the Bruins usually use was not working. Kamani Jones is struggling, Lance Henry is struggling as well. But they kept going back to the live and die by the three, and luckily in the fourth quarter, they broke away and eventually got a solid lead against Plainview for the first time in the whole game. Isaiah Walker finished the game off with 13 points, Kamani Jones 11, and Lance Henry finished off with 10 points. 
Thank you, Tyler, for that. And now we move to our special guest athlete interview. Today, I am here with the Marksmanship star, Maya Ross. Maya, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. So, we're going to start off with Marksmanship, even though you do play two sports, but we're not going to talk about that right now. How long have you been doing Marksmanship? I've been doing Marksmanship since uh, my freshman year. So, I've been on the team for four years. Um, I started off not shooting varsity freshman year, but I started shooting varsity like towards the end of it and for the rest of my four years like on the team. Normally, how long does it take to start shooting varsity? It could take a long time. It depends on how like how well you're doing when you start shooting. It's like Palumbo really takes his time to go through each of like the members of the team. I think it took me a little bit less time because my brother was on the team and like I had like your prior experience to that. But um, you know, it it takes a little bit of time. Like if you're not as like you know precise with how you're shooting and like you don't take as much time to you know pay attention to detail. So did your brother mentor you from before? Kind of a little bit. Yeah, like when you're a senior on the team, they typically have you like you know, coach the younger kids when you're not shooting, because we do two, two uh, like rows and two rounds of shooting. And typically like, we'll space out the seniors and the freshmen to make sure there's like an equal division between both the people to like have people be able to mentor and you know, guide people in scope for them. Because we do scope for like the younger kids in the team, which means we like, you know, we see their shots while they're shooting because they're not like, you know, learning how to scope as they shoot. So. You know, my brother would scope for me when I was younger, like, you know, freshman year, and I would just shoot and see how it was going. He would tell me how I was doing through that. It's like we really, you know, have the younger, like the older people do that for them. Okay, that's really cool that you had a brother play the same sport yeah. as you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I saw when I went to one of the marksmanship matches, you weren't there, unfortunately, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I saw that there was two different guns. Like, there's one, like, you know, regular, like, cockback gun that's yeah. a traditional one. And there's one with, like, a, like a gas tank. Yeah. We shoot, the one with the, the gas tank, it's called a pneumatic. So... We use pump and load, and then we use pneumatics. In pneumatics, we basically have an oxygen tank of like just compressed air in one of the lockers at the, the range. And like the pneumatics, they're a lot heavier, but they're much more precise, and you're shooting better because you're not constantly pumping the gun, which takes a lot out of you. So like the the, like the pneumatics, they're just so much like better. And we typically put like our more experienced you know shooters on the pneumatics. Do you think this is an easy sport? Because I mean, no. I, I watched it. It's, it's not it's not easy. It's definitely not. It's like different than most like, sports because you're not doing cardio. You know, you're you're constantly you're lifting a gun, which can get you like definitely like, tired from like you know your muscles building up like the lactic acid, mm-hmm. but. It's it is hard. I think you know. Um, it's all about like, pre- like precision and how you're breathing and how you're standing. So you take all those like you know factors into account, and like they all tie into you know how well you're gonna you know shoot the target, how like where you're gonna score on the target. What is the one skill that you apply the most? Is it like a breathing skill? And if it is, like what what is it like? For me, I think it's mostly how you're standing, because you can't just stand up straight when you're holding like a gun. You have to like separate your feet a certain way. And something that I've noticed as I'm shooting, the way that I'm standing like directly affects like where the the, the target is going to be hit like with the pellet. So like if your like front leg is like too far up, you could be shooting low, and if your back leg is too far back, you know you could be shooting too high. So you have to know exactly like what stance works for you, and you have to adjust as you're shooting around like the targets. Oh, so you study this, you know? Yeah, no. Exactly. After like four years, you, know, you really get used to like every single detail of it. How has the marksmanship experience been for you? It's been like it's been really fun. Because we're such like a small team, we get like really close, and we meet like you know at three fifteen every single day. Um, it's really fun. It's a good. It's a good team. You know, we're pretty close. It's all like mostly girls. <laughs> it's it's a good yeah, time. It's fun. Um, did you have any marksmanship background before high school? 
I did archery in like middle school. I mean, that, but, yeah, kind of, kind of like right? It's similar. Kind of. um, and then I would go like upstate to Maine sometimes and like at L.L. Bean, they have like, you know, little ranges that you can like shoot at and me and my, my brother and my dad would go to that and it was kind of fun. Oh, so you took interest in that? You liked yeah, that? Yeah, it was really fun. Is that what really made you accept the opportunity to join the team? I think so, but also I just knew like that Palumbo was like a great coach and I wanted to like know like, what it'd be like to be mentored by him and he was, he just did a great job like throughout the four years I've been doing it. Okay, so you do marksmanship. I mean, you started because of Palumbo. He's a great yeah. guy. You know, I like Palumbo. Awesome. Uh, do you think this is going to apply for you, like, for your future? Like, is there a career path that kind of has to do with marksmanship? Because I know, like, police officers, yeah. some people use that kind of help, help them out a little bit. No, I definitely don't want to go into law enforcement, but, like, there's a lot to be learned from marksmanship based on, like, you know, breathing and just patience, because it does take a lot of patience to go around, like, you know, the whole sheet. You get 20 shots, and that 20 shots in 29 minutes, you have to really, like, you know, figure out how much time you can spend on each shot. And if you're not, you know, like, taking all that into account, it could, like, you know, like, mess up something. It's not something in the future, but it's, like, it, it shows time management. So it, it could be applied to, you know, your, your career and, like, later in life. Okay, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the sport isn't easy to start up, especially if you have no prior knowledge. Uh, what helped you, like, begin this high-skilled sport? At the beginning of the season, you actually get a packet. A and packet. It, yeah. And you do a lot of like self-study where you are analyzing each part of like what you're shooting and how you're shooting. But the packet definitely helps. Like if you don't know how you should be breathing, it tells you you breathe before your shot and you breathe after your shot. Because you never want to breathe during the shot. It messes it up. You know, you can like pull and shoot like a like a, a five instead of a one or a bullseye. So I think the packet helps definitely, you know, you get like a whole like rundown. How big is the package? It's like a thick. No, nah, no, it's like <laughs> it's like four pages. Okay. It's 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 not bad. Okay. Marksmanship is a sport that requires high level of focus, concentration, like you just said. What really? What do you do to put yourself in the in the mood, in the zone, in the spirit to really go out there and focus completely for that thirty minutes times two? Actually, like the hour, hour and a half that you guys are there. I shoot second line, so before that, I'm either doing homework or I'm listening to music. I just like I try to calm, my, like, calm myself down and kind of forget about like the stress the day has caused me. Because mm -hmm. if you're stressing while you're shooting, and like you're, it's it's all like in your head sport. Like because it's not so active, it's all in your head. So it's like when you're shooting, you gotta forget about like everything bad that happened that day, and you gotta just focus on what you're doing now. Like nothing else that happened that day matters. You know, you gotta pick it up and start fresh. Okay, so a lot of people still talk to me, you know, podcasts, blah, 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 you know, people talk. So a lot of people talk to me and they still come up to me and not just say this, but they come up to me, talk about other things, and eventually say pretty much that marksmanship isn't really a sport. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that because mm -hmm. I watched it happen. So I know that marksmanship is definitely a sport. Yeah. Not all sports are just physical contact and stuff like that. So can you break it down and explain to me how marksmanship is a sport for everybody that's listening? I mean, sport, it doesn't... It's loosely defined, you know, sport can be based on skill. It's not always based on how fast it gets getting your heart, you know, racing. Mm -hmm. um, it requires, you know, precision and accuracy. It requires a lot of mental focus. And I mean, like, it's just like archery. Like, I, I would consider archery a sport. Like, just because you're not moving as much as the next person would, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that your skill sets are like, like unvalidated, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, you gotta focus on the actual sport itself and marksmanship is a sport you know do you think that the people that are listening or even the people in the school can pick up a rifle and shoot as well as you do no <laughs> no I wouldn't say not close it's just you need to you need to be able to tap into like what you what you've learned and you need to like you know gather everything else because when I was shooting as a freshman I definitely was not shooting as high as I am now like I shoot probably like 70 points higher than I was shooting as a freshman yeah. that's a whole other sheet so do you, you only, get, you know. do you only practice during like during the season 
there's like a whole PAL outside of our town, but for me, I only practice in the season because I do other sports outside of it. Mm-hmm. But we have had members in the team that go to like Valley Stream, and because Valley Stream is like ranked number one for like our conference, and um, Valley Stream lets us shoot like with them for PAL. Are you a more consistent shooter or a streaky shooter? For the, okay, at the beginning of the season, I think that I have to like you know come back into my skills, you know, come back to it. But as I like get into the season, I've been realizing that I have been shooting pretty consistent. You know, it's it's really just focusing on like and doing the same thing every time. You know. Are there any like um like routines that you do before you shoot or before you walk into that little um box? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really. We know. get two minutes of prep time, and I kind of just make sure each time I'm holding my gun the same way, or I'm like breathing the same. Way. I don't even know. It's just. You gotta just keep it consistent. Who do you think is the best shooter on the team? Marie. <laughs> Marie is really good. What makes Marie so good? She just knows how to, you know, shoot the gun. She she knows where it's gonna hit, like hit the target. Mm. We're all pretty close in like what we're shooting, but Marie like definitely pulls out on top a lot. Do you think Marie's like kind of like the leader of the team behind Palumbo? Definitely. Yeah. No. She shows like a lot of like really good, you know, leadership skills. She's super like confident in our like in the rest of us. Always like sends out like good vibes to us. So it's nice. So when you guys are, you know don't think you guys shot as well as you could is it like marie and chloe that kind of lift you guys up yeah i think it's like all like you know all three of us we um we have to like act as like the mentors to the team and like the freshmen and like the you know the underclassmen and just remind them that like there's always the next practice always the next you know match to be shooting at and that like this one was just not our best day you know we're coming back from like a break or something like that where we're not shooting as well and um we just gotta you know remind ourselves that like it's not the end of the world it's just a match what skills do you try to push onto the younger jv level kids I feel like I talk about breathing a lot, but mm-hmm. definitely breathing because... I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, no, it's if you don't breathe right, you're not, you know, you're going to be more stressed. You know, you're not going to hit the target as well. So definitely breathing and then also, you know, stance, how you're standing. How is Palumbo, that great guy, you know, he's a good, he's a good figure, person to look up to. He's, you know, very funny, stuff like that. How has Palumbo impacted your character through these four years? Definitely, he's let me have like a sense of humor with my shooting, where it's like it's okay, like, you know, just come back, do the, like, just do better the next time, um, you know. Definitely also like stress management, where it's like you know, don't worry about today because it's always tomorrow. You know, he's he's really good with that. What is the best life lesson or best thing that he's really taught you? Get out of your head, because if really? you're too, yeah, if you're too much in your head, you know, you're not gonna succeed oh, in anything. I mean, that's a good one. It's really good. How has the relationship between you and your teammates grown? about these even not even just this season like these four years I think our freshman year we kind of started out like not as close also with like our sophomore year but as we reached like our junior year we actually started talking instead of just sitting on our phones yeah. like before shooting and really got to know each other and you know like understand that like we're all like you know just here for the same reason and uh we always talk about like going like Applebee's like you know after like shooting really well so it's like something oh, so you like, guys go out a lot you we're thinking back going out a lot you <laughs> know yeah, we talk about it because we're trying to break our streak first and that's like the motive to like start hanging out like you know do well we're planning like a holiday party <laughs> okay I, I mean yeah you gotta you gotta do well to get yourself yeah no, you are the only person in the school to participate in two different sports at the yeah. same time you do winter track and also marksmanship how do you juggle these two time-consuming sports schoolwork and your personal life um meeting with Ramirez definitely helped in the beginning um Balancing my schoolwork with it because I have marksmanship, I get the time to be able to do my homework. Uh, winter track meets don't end until like eleven o'clock at night, so I get my time direct when I'm at the you know St. Anthony's to finish my homework. Um, it's not bad though because uh, balancing it like three days a week for each sport, it's pretty manageable. I feel like I'm never like too too crunch for time, but it is like a lot to like not like fall out of shape for track like during those three days. I'm not doing it. You know, you got to keep up with like with the regimen and like keep doing it. 
So how do you how do you keep up with running? Because your other teammates run every single day, yeah. day in and day out. I make sure I like put my best effort in at practice. You know, like if they're running with the mile warm up, I'm running the mile warm up like the same pace as them. Like if I'm falling behind, I try and like you know push myself to you know catch up. Um, I'm mostly a jumper, so like I just like get back to the same routine as we're jumping. Like make sure I'm doing the same like warm ups, same exercises, everything like everyone else. Do you like track or marksmanship more? I mean. Gotta pick. Gotta pick. Do I, do I gotta, gotta pick? pick. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, you don't have to. Yeah, I love marksmanship. I love track. Track is just different because I'm doing it all year round. So, uh, what is the most entertaining part about being on the marksmanship team? <sighs> Definitely um, the underclassmen. <laughs> they're funny. Yeah, no, they're really funny. It's it's nice to see like the dynamic like as you grow up to see like how like what's different between you, think, you guys. Like, oh yeah, I remember I used to do stuff like this. Yeah, <laughs> I see do that, that a all lot. the time in the hallway. Yeah, especially. No. What is the most entertaining part about being on the track team? Also, like my teammates, they're they're really great. No, they're awesome. Um, Buckley's a great coach. Uh, he always has like a lot to say during like you know the track meets, and they're always like you know positive words of encouragement, and he makes you feel pretty good. Like when you do like get a personal best or personal record, he's pretty awesome. All right, so the final question that I have for you, I know you enjoy you know being interviewed. You know, yeah. great feeling. <laughs> You're really nervous before. But the final question I have is, what are you going to miss the most about being a part of the Bolden Bruins family? Oh wow, um, <laughs> definitely the sense of like you know, the teamwork that you get on both teams. Um, I guess I'm just gonna, I'm gonna miss like being like in an organized sport, like in college, I don't like, you know, to, uh, really, I'm not like planning on pursuing to doing another sport. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna miss like the camaraderie of like everyone and like the support. And also just like the fact that there's always a routine that's nice to yeah. have, you know, to jump back in. All right, Maya, I appreciate it. Thank you so you much. <laughs> Thank you to Maya Roth for joining us on the show. It is very impressive to see you play two sports for the school at the same time. Your dedication and commitment, it's seriously something to notice, and I wish you the best of luck in the upcoming spring track season. But now, we highlight our pod star of the week. Our pod star of the week is going to Dana Elcock from the girls' varsity basketball team, who led the Lady Bruins to a 20-point conference win with 18 points and four steals. Congratulations, Dana. To cap off the show with upcoming events, the Baldwin Boys basketball team will face Port Washington on the road on January 29th at 6.30 p.m. And then two days later, they'll travel on the road again to Long Beach on February 1st at 12.30 p.m. Our Lady Bruins on January 29th will face Port Washington at home at 7 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Keep streaming on all platforms, keep spreading the word, and we appreciate all of the love and support. Next week, we have our first Sports Night interview. It is both Anais Pierre and Cindy Romalo joining us in the studio for an interview about one of the premier events at the high school. And on top of that, with our regular Athlete of the Week interview, we will have April Red from Girls Varsity Bowling. Thank you, and I hope to see you guys tune in next week. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.